Welcome to Blink of an Eye, life stories of trauma, loss, awakenings, and epiphanies, beginning with one mom's journal entries recorded in real time of a catastrophic diving accident rendering her teenage son paralyzed from the neck down and the courageous fight to save his life. Told through unedited text and journal entries and inspiring guest interviews, Blink of an Eye will take you on a powerful journey of advocacy and hope and an unvarnished look at the true nature of our relationships and interconnectedness in the face of an event that changes everything. Season 2, Episode 19, The New North Star. Hello, everyone. I hope you are enjoying the trilogy of text messages, episodes 17, 18, and 19. I have heard from many of you that listening in to Blink of an Eye has allowed you to revisit your old traumas and begin to make peace with them. And that is our work together. I am also aware that for some of the Blink of an Eye story, some of you are also triggered for old, unresolved traumas, and you might just take it more slowly. We all enter the trauma healing journey at many different entry points along the path, and we may need to pause and care for ourselves many times along the way before we resume, and we may have to backtrack, and we may have to pivot. That is all part of being on the path. But wherever you are at any given time, stay on the path, wherever that is, and know you are not alone. And the fact you are on the path, (laughs) well, as one of my healers told me, it is the most important part of the journey. We are on the trauma healing path together at many different points along the way, and we have guidance along the way, which is what this episode is about, the new North Star. We might have to discover where our North Star is taking us, and we might have to rediscover what seems like a new North Star, but it's the North Star that has been there all along. We will later explore together the power of finding your North Star in the Companion Trauma Healing Learning 19, The New North Star. As I was producing this trilogy of episodes, I was reminded of how powerful other people's stories were for me whether it was my brother sharing with me about a jockey who broke his neck and later walked, or it was an old college friend courageously sharing the story of her brother, or an almost stranger texting me the story of her son and prayers, or a business colleague I'd only met once whose son was injured in a car accident, all of which you will hear today. It was other people's stories and how they journeyed that furthered me along in my journey. And I imagine it might be similar for you. 
I wonder if they all felt that they were following a North Star too. Stories. <laughs> Stories can be examples that we can relate to, metaphors we can aspire to, and beacons of hope that give us courage to face our own lives and live through times of trouble and turmoil. We are not alone, and others' stories remind us of that. Well, welcome to Season 2, Episode 19, The New North Star. As I sat bedside to Archer, watching his chest barely move with shallow breaths, the machines slowly whooshing and his heart monitor only showing 38 beats per minute, I was praying asking God to surround Archer with light and healing warmth and to lift up the energy field under Archer to live. I was waiting for Billy to return, and I was also focused on plans to get back to Baltimore to be with my other children, who were all headed back to their respective schools. It was very unreal, a bit surreal, and I still held out that Archer would attend school too. He would just be a little delayed. I was also getting a glimpse from the text messages that friends and extended family were not just supporting us. They were vicariously experiencing this trauma with us, especially those keeping up with the family and friends updates. It felt like we had to plot a way out of Atlanticare, including having Billy agree, and we had to find a potential partner who was an expert in such heists. We'll stay tuned for a future episode when I interview the Shepherd Center nurse practitioner who assessed Archer as she reflects on what the scene and the situation at Atlanticare was like for her. We were on needles and pins for what our next move would be. But as we hung in the limbs of the unknown, I was held up by the web of friendship, knowing that all kinds of calls and prayers and effort were being made on our behalf. There was a feeling of new movement, a potential a new plan. Yes, a new North Star. As I sat bedside to Archer in room 3111, I witnessed how hard it was on him and his body the day before when the medical staff arduously lifted him into a large chair with many straps around him to hold him upright and how his body seemed to collapse afterwards as a team lifted him out and lay him back down in the hospital bed. It seemed it was too much for his body. But I also witnessed on the machine monitors that Archer's vitals were stronger as a result, I think, of being upright. I remember writing this in my medical journal. I inquired about his being upright and was told that it was done to stimulate the lungs to drain. But I later learned from a spinal cord injury rehab specialist 
that getting Archer upright could regulate his very low blood pressure and was something that could happen in rehab daily. Oh, if we could just get him transferred out of the ICU. Oh, there were so many plans around Archer for this day, that night, the next day, his future. All I could think of when I looked at Archer was Archer Sempt, we are going to get you out of this hospital somehow. And I was beginning to feel that it was happening. We were just waiting on his body to see what it could take. Yes, it was surreal. As I studied Archer very, very closely for signs that the upright movements, any movements, were either too much and set him back or were just very hard. I knew there was a difference. Archer had also mouthed to me the day before in one of the moments that he seemed lucid and was quite demonstrative that he wanted to graduate on time. He looked at me very intently with his gray eyes. Graduate on time. I could read on his lips. And I said, okay, you will, baby. Don't you worry. I thought it was an unusual request since he had just finished his sophomore year of high school and was just entering his junior year. But it also felt significant. It gave me his compass point to stay on track with his regular life, move in that direction. I loved what he had mouthed to me as it lifted me and filled me with a knowing that he was just resting and was not leaving us. So here we are. It's Saturday now in this episode, and it opens with my sitting bedside to Archer, texting my college friend, Ann Hammond, from Houston, Texas. She and I had been back and forth in text conversation for a few days, as you know, if you're following along. Archer was breathing, but in a very shallow, slow way. But I watched every breath, and I believed his body just needed time to restore itself. I knew from the text messages you will hear that there was an energy field being created around us by family and friends who loved us as we all focused on Archer's healing. So settle in. Settle your spirit. It's going to be a bit long again, covering two days. Immerse yourself and imagine yourself and your own personal goals in life right now. Your North Star. Imagine each of these textures and their North Star. I hope there is an insight awaiting you about your own life. 
Okay, here we go. Episode 19, The New North Star, back to August 2015 at Atlanta Care Hospital in the Trauma Intensive Care Unit. Life can change in the blink of an eye. The weekend, August 29th, Saturday, day 25. Sent to Ann Hammond, my college roommate from Houston, Texas. I found myself in deep thought as she and I conversed alongside all else that was taking place. 11.38 a.m. Beautiful. Let me know. I believe in intuition because it is God-inspired and people with the gift of mysticism and devotion can tap into an energy field that is all there, but not many can experience because of our human brokenness, or so we say. Stay open and alert, and I will do the same. Received from Elizabeth Phipps Sanborn, my sister, 12.04 p.m. Fever down, sent to Elizabeth Phipps Sanborn, 12.10 p.m. Yes, two down, again. Oh my God, need them to warm them up, again. Seriously, stable, but very weak. Blood transfusion underway. Sent to Elizabeth Phipps Sanborn, 12.51 p.m. Nurse practitioner from Shepherd Clinic flying out to meet and assess him tomorrow. I'm thrilled. Facilitated by Christopher and Dana Reed Foundation Plus, and I'm sure all the thetas behind the scene. I knew I had a number of friends who had grown up or lived in the South who had contacts with what I was learning was the well-known Shepherd Center. It's funny, isn't it? how something is totally obscure or unknown until it matches what is on your radar, what you're looking for. I had never heard of the Shepherd Center before until yesterday, but it was looming large on my screen of attention. Received from Kathy Lobo, 12.12 p.m., Tell Anne the Archer bands are on their way, Archer strong. Sent to Anne Hammond, 12.14 p.m. I forwarded Kathy and Paula's message. Received from Anne Hammond, 12.16 p.m. Tell her thank you. I like those bands because they remind us all day to pray and think of him. My friend whose son was injured in a car wreck had them, and they really keep the needs of the person in the forefront as we go through our busy days. Received from Paula Sent, 1220. How is it going? That's so awesome. Thank you, exclamation point. Received from Elizabeth Phipps Sanborn, 1227 p.m. Excellent news. You are constantly on my mind. You are an amazing mother. I love you. I can't explain the tenderness I felt and how it melted me each time I heard from my sister and my other siblings 
They were so there for me. It was so extraordinary. I took in a little breath and just thanked God. Sent to Davis Barsby. You remember Davis. He was part of the rescue effort off the beach in Cape May. 1.08 p.m. And Archer loved Davis. Archer had been working on a art project, who knows what, but it required bottle caps. Good afternoon, Davis. Archer has been pretty weak for three days, in and out. I told him yesterday we were saving bottle caps for him, and for one of the first times, he opened his eyes and was very demonstrative, telling me Davis is saving them. Make sure Davis is saving them from the beach club. So I know he has something in mind. And I was so heartened by that. Can you please confirm that you are saving them so that I may tell him? Thank you, dear friend and lifesaver. XO. Please say a Hail Mary today. Sent to Elizabeth Phipps Sanborn, 1.18 p.m. I love you so much. Sent to Kathy Lobo and Paula Sempt. Done. Fantastic. Thank you. Sent to Kathy Lobo, Paula Sempt, 1.19 p.m. Done. Fantastic. Thank you. How many were sent to her? Sent to Petey, Paula, Billy Sempt, 1.20 p.m. Yep. It's so-so. He's very, very weak. Getting the blood transfusion. It's serious. Received from Kathy Lobo, 1.20 p.m. About 75. I'll get more if needed. Sent to Billy Sempt, 1.23 p.m. Pete and friends will come at 6 after the meal now with Dutch who's thrilled at Doc Mike's and day at the beach. Then Paula and Michael to stay enough time to meet Tara in the morning, then on to pack for College Park and move in. Let's go to dinner tonight and have some time together and to talk. I'll make reservation or we can stay here. Your choice. Let me know. XO. I was feeling so relieved. I could not even express how much and what it did for me to know that we had orchestrated a medical person from the Shepherd Center, Tara Grimes, to come to us. I didn't understand how or what she would be doing. Oh, but I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to return to normal. I wanted to be with Billy. Sent to Kathy Lobo, Paula Sempt. I think she'll hand out whatever we send. She has a wide network in Texas. If she can order direct, who's paying for all this? Please let her know. And I forwarded Ann's address. Sent to Ann Hammond. I hadn't thought of it that way. So true. Sent to Tara Grimes, 1.37 p.m. 
looking forward to tomorrow morning. As it seems with any plan I try to lay, smiley face, the moment by moment new information alters things a bit. When I said 10 or 11, now the sooner the better, because our oldest son Pete, who has been with Archer many days with us, had planned to go back to Baltimore earlier than I realized as he starts classes in his last semester of college on Monday and still needs to move his stuff into a new living space. So, sorry you won't have time to stop for a nice java to delay your entry here. Come, and come safely. We will all be there by 9.30. Pete is doing the night shift as his last time to see Archer for a while, or until next weekend in this day-by-day living. Received from Tara Grimes, 1.43 p.m. Sure, no problem. I will head straight down. Hopefully, no traffic on a Sunday morning. Sent to Tara Grimes, 1.47 p.m. Thank you. That's very kind. We are grateful. She had asked that both Billy and I be there when she arrived, and I had wanted her to meet Pete, too. She had also needed Archer's medical records, which neither I nor she was able to obtain. It delayed her coming to us by a day. But she said she would come anyway, and it was incredible. I thought it was the influence of the calls being made by all of our friends on our behalf. Sent to Billy Sempt, 1.50 p.m. If you're thinking about going out, how about nachos at Big Wave? or a lamb gyros at George's. Or we can stay home and hit the Virginian for some piano and a nightcap, or none, or both. I'm just feeling a little relieved, and I'm praying. Received from Billy Sempt. Sounds like a good plan. See you at 7, and we will figure it out. Sent to Joanne and Gary Quenzer and Kathy Messina and eight others, the West Cape May crew. 1.55 p.m. Hello, my Cape May Cove beach sisters. I am coming home to the house and was thinking about some late afternoon sunshine at the beach. If any of you are around at, say, Forish, I plan to bike over. Pete will meet Billy and me. The relief was starting to leak out as I was overjoyed at reconnection in normal ways to the life and people outside the hospital I loved. It was a momentary moment, but a moment of about three hours in a life I will always treasure. Received from Mary Munoz, 1.55 p.m. I didn't know her. Hi, this message is for Archer's mom. I'm a past cathedral mom and friend of Kristen Kinkoff. My name is Mary Munoz. My son Tomas is also 17 years old and I think would have been in your son Archer's class at cathedral, but he was born with a severe disability called lysencephaly and his school is Ridge Ruxton. I know what you are going through a bit and wanted to send some prayers of encouragement and support to you. These are prayers that helped me when Tomas was diagnosed at four months of age 
1998, and also when he had a horrible PICU stay last year with lots of intubation on vent and pneumonia and infections. I am following you. I will send you the prayers by a text. In particular, Blessed Mary Angela gave us strength. And then Mary Munoz sent me text images. Blessed Mary Angela Trzauska. Blessed Mary Angela Trzauska was born in Poland in 1825. As a child and young woman, she was drawn to prayer and concern for others. In 1855, she founded the Congregation of Felician Sisters. Every aspect of the life of Blessed Mary Angela reflected her solicitude for the salvation of all people and service to the needy, all of which was sustained by her faith and selfless love of God and desire to do his will. She died in 1899 and was beatified by Pope John Paul II on April 18, 1993. Prayer. God our Father, we praise and thank you for the gift of Blessed Mary Angela, who lived your will in faith and trust, and lived your love and service to others. I pray in confidence that through her intercession, you will grant me the favor which I request. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mother's Petition to Mary Mary, oh, I so love the Virgin Mother. By your holy motherhood, hear the prayer of a mother. You who clasp the infant Jesus tenderly in your arms, protect my child. You who anxiously searched for the boy Christ in the temple, be anxious about my concerns. You who experienced loneliness during the public life of your son, teach me to bear my loneliness with a cheerful and courageous spirit. You whose heart was pierced with sorrow at the foot of the cross. Obtain strength from me when troubles come. You who dwell in heavenly glory as mother of the Son of God and as queen of mothers, help me to express love and joy in my life and be my secure protection and my hope. And Mary Munoz sent me a third prayer. Have no fear for what tomorrow will bring. The same loving God who cares for you today will take care of you tomorrow and every day. He will either shield you from suffering or give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then, and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. St. Francis de Sales Received from Mary Munoz
1.57 p.m. God bless your son, and please don't hesitate to contact me once you get back to Baltimore and set yourselves up in new ways, doing new things. Thank you, Mary. You were the first person to tell me there would be new ways and new things. You gave me such comfort that day. Sent to Joanne and Gary Quenzer, Kathy Messina and eight others, my West Cape May crew, 1.57 p.m. Later, to take over coverage so Billy and I can talk. It's so hard to find time. Kathy G., I know you're in Europe and only added you because a first-time text to my Cove sisters over the years would not be otherwise complete. If no one at the Cove, it's no biggie, I promise. I'm just checking. You've all been so good to our family. Sending love. The Cove was the southernmost beach on Cape May Island that we and many other beach friends had claimed as our happy go-to place over the years. Received from Chris Galestock, 1.59 p.m. I would love to see you. Been thinking about you and praying, but I do have work tonight. Enjoy the sunshine. My friend, Chris Galestock, who lived year-round in Cape May, had rescued my straw beach hat one year when she found it after a bad storm in the jetty between the rocks in the ocean. She had mailed it to me. It was a hat I had been wearing since I was pregnant with Paula in 1989, and I still wear it today. Hovering in the background were preparations for a book launch, which I also cared deeply about, and I was trying to orchestrate, but which also seemed to pale now in the light of what was happening to Archer. Received from Lindsay Griffith Farino, from one of my sorority sisters in California, 1.59 p.m. Hi, Louise. I know you are so busy. I just wanted to let you know I talked to Jason briefly. He is to get back in touch with me on how I can help. I haven't heard back from him yet. I will be gone this week to celebrate my mom's 80th birthday, and then I will be back for the fall, praying and thinking about you constantly. I had friends trying to help us with the book. Sent to the Cape May crew, 2 o'clock. Enjoy work. First a hat saver, now a hunger saver. You're a great cook. Received from Chris Galstock. Thanks. Sent to Lindsay Griffith Farino. Thank you, dear friend, for the update. I'd suggest you ask him to feed your press releases they craft and get them to your network. I will also connect you with local friend who is organizing an email campaign in my absence. What would I do without competent, loving friends? Enjoy the 80th birthday. Received from Ann Cassidy, Cape May, 2.04 p.m. Louise, Joanne and I will both be at the Cove later this afternoon to meet you. Joanne, of course, will have food and beverages. We look forward to seeing you later today. Received from Lindsay Griffith Farino, 2.05 p.m. I do have great LinkedIn network that could be part of the email campaign. I could send the releases to local media here. 
sent to Melissa and Lindsay Griffith, Barino, 2.12 p.m. Hi, Melissa. I want to connect you with a dear college friend of mine from UVA, Lindsay Farino in California. Lindsay will be available when she returns from a trip to assist you if you need it with the book campaign. She's in Menlo Park. If not needed, please just say so. I promise to stay out of all your good work and plans, and I will with deep gratitude. Lindsay totally gets this too, but has offered. She's done some PR in the past. XO. Received from Joanne Quenzer. Oh, yeah. See you there. Sent to Lindsay Griffith Farino. XO. Just connected you to Melissa Greenhouse. Sent to Mary Munoz. 2.17 p.m. That is very kind of you, Mary, to reach out. I think we've met before. I hope to see you again. Sending love. Please pray the rosary. I will also say prayers for your patron saint who also listens, and for Thomas. Received from Heather Bruno. Hi, we'd love to come see you at the Cove tonight, but we've got plans to go sailing with a friend at 4.30. So sorry to be missing you, but it sounds like you have some friends to be with. So glad. We so appreciate all the updates you provide. Archer and your family are in our continual prayers and thoughts. Heather and her husband, Lou, were Cove beach friends, too. I like them very much. Her text struck me. It was, I guess, more like a splash of cold water in my face at first. But it was a really good reality check. We all have our lives to live. I could not expect nor bring all of my world into this new upside-down world. They had their lives to live, too. Sent to Ann Hammond. Just checking. I'm staying open to all things. Even old wounds I thought were healed that I'm learning I need to revisit. To Heather Bruno. Smooth sailing and a heart. Sent to Billy Sempt, 2.30 p.m. For our neighborhood parking permits, we need to send a photo of the current registration card for all of our cars except the Escape. Please send pic of registration for the Mini, the van, and the pickup truck, and the old Honda. Thanks. Yes, there were deadlines that still had to be met even for parking permits in our neighborhood back home. It's ironic, the little space of emotional reprieve I felt, knowing A heister, a hero, was on her way to rescue us. That is honestly how it felt. And I was able to turn my attention to some of the regular things, the normal things in my family's life for the first time in almost a month. Received from Davis Barsby, 2.37 p.m. Good afternoon, Mrs. Sempt. We have so many saved for Archer. Two bags full. I'm sad to hear he's been weak. I say a Hail Mary every day on the beach for him. Received from Kathy Boyne, my client contact at Johns Hopkins Hospital for my upcoming facilitation. How ironic. 2.38 p.m. Hi, 
I'm a passenger in car today until 4 o'clock and then tomorrow 5 to 8 if that works to call me. Otherwise, let me know a good time to catch you. Received from Kathy Boyne. I gave Bill a hug on Thursday night to give to you. Sent to Davis Barsby, 2.50 p.m. You are such a good man, Davis. I hope you know we love you very much, and Archer especially, as you were part of saving his life. I felt compelled to let Davis know that is how we felt. As I had imagined, he was racked by guilt, that he had misread Archer's floating head down as a prank and had not acted to rescue him. I could understand that. I didn't want him to carry that burden. Received from Davis Barsby, 2.53 p.m. I love your family like my own. Received from Ann Hammond, 3.16 p.m. Scary how those old wounds pop back up when we least expect them to arise. It's too much for you to handle right now. Can you just try to put them aside while you're in the trenches? Don't suppress them. Just tell yourself you can take them out of the drawer and examine them later. Received from Posey Vallis, a Cape May and Baltimore friend who also was a teacher at Archer School. 3.26 p.m. Hi, it's Posey here. I wanted to reach out. I told Billy we were coming to Cape May this weekend. We arrived at lunch. We want to give you hugs and more hugs. How can we fit into your schedule? At the hospital? Sunday morning? Don't want to interfere with plans. Just telling you we are here with open arms for our good friend Archer and you. We'll stop by your house either way with some goodies for Dutch and you Sunday morning after church. Posey. Received from Petey. 3.31 p.m. Okay, I'll get the truck and van. Sent to Ann Hammond, 4.02 p.m. I've done so much psychological and somatic and spiritual work over the last 10 years with it that it's more surprising when they come. Not as sharp, not as often, and not very long-lasting, all because of the years of work of inviting them in rather than barring the door. And once in, being curious. So, it's more that, well, I'll tell you later, where my wound still is. XO. Sent to Billy Sempt, Petey, and Paula Sempt, 4.03 p.m. And the mini, too, please. Received from Billy. Two thumbs up on that. Received from Pete. Okay. Sent to Posey and Billy. Posey, be careful of what you offer. Are your kids with you? If so, would you be willing to have Dutch this evening? Say, 7 p.m. to 10 or 11? Pete goes back to college tomorrow, wants time with Archer, and is generously giving us the night off of night duty. So Billy and I were hoping to have dinner and essentially a business meeting as we pass like ships in the night and have so many decisions to continue working through. Is that possible? If not, you know it's fine. Dutch will be fine here 
and we'll take him with us. Please be honest. Sending love. Received from Paula Sempt, 4.24 p.m. Thanks, Petey. Received from Posey Vallis, 4.30 p.m. We would love to have Dutch. It's just Joe and me. We are going to have pizza and go out for ice cream. I'll pick Dutch up and we can come to my house and hang with our puppies. They need exercise and I can order a pizza and we can walk to the boardwalk. I would love it. I know it might be strange for Dutch, but our puppy needs the exercise of the young running in our side yard and we miss our kids. Received from Noreen Kane Gant. You know Noreen, my dear grade school friend. 5.05 p.m. Thinking of you as always these days, Archer, Billy, and your entire family. Praying for healing and strength for Archer and for you and Billy as you continue to make huge decisions about his care. I have been reading up on how the body heals from disease and injury, one link sending me to another. I landed on an article that resonated with me. Researcher doctor speaking to other doctors said, the body often gets worse on scans and tests just before there is significant improvement. Felt compelled to highlight that for you. Rest, restorative sleep, I pray Archer continues to have this day and all moving forward. I used to sell IV nutrition back in the early 80s, many different ones with varying calorie counts. Type usually determined by contract with hospital. A doctor has to write for a specific type from a non-contract source. There can be big differences in formulations and how calories are metabolized and support specific organs. Don't assume Archer is getting the best product for nutritional support. Text me, if you can, what he is getting now. Also, I would ask, is there a brand that now incorporates probiotics in formulas? Is he a candidate? Supporting his gut flora after all these antibiotics is key, as I'm sure you know. At least 80% of the immune system is in the gut. Going to look into the market more in the next few days to see if I can find vendors that incorporate probiotics into nutritional support products. Not trying to make more to-dos for you, my dear. Just know how critical his gut is to his ability to get stronger. Love you. Keep your body nourished and rest as much as you can. Glad you feel all the love and prayers. They continue, Noreen. I was moved by how a few friends like Noreen and my former client, Don Silverman, were applying their professional expertise to our situation and sending me valuable information that opened my eyes to other aspects of Archer's care I could then inquire about. It was invaluable to me. Received from Billy Sempt, 5.08 p.m. Spoke to Archer earlier. Says Atlanta Place sounds good. Says he is happy either way if you or I go with him. No preference. I think we should go for it with Atlanta. When the person comes tomorrow, let's see if she can talk to doctors here to make arrangements. 
and have the doctors here make the referral as, quote, medically necessary, unquote, for purposes of asking for care first approval now. Let's start that ball rolling because we may have to have time to appeal a decision if it goes against us. Also, FYI, Moose and Ned Inslee offered to pay for Archer's transport if needed. Wow! This text from Billy was huge for me. I can't tell you the relief I felt that Archer was on board. But really, that Billy was on board. That was honestly the hard part. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I had been strategizing with Bernadette Morrow of the Reeve Foundation. How? To convince Billy as much as I had been praying that Archer would think Shepherd was the right place. Billy Sempt is the most stubborn person I have met in my entire life. And it honestly was not, does Archer want to go to Shepherd? It was, does Billy think Archer would do well at Shepherd if we could get him there? Billy is a home-bodied person, and I knew it would be very hard for him. When I interviewed Bernadette Morrow about this in our look back, it was she who reminded me of what had actually happened. Here is an excerpt. I then um, spoke with Billy, who was very against Archer leaving the Baltimore area. And I then, this is all coming back to me. We talked again and again without missing a beat. And now I understand because you'd also been reading the blogs. You said, this is what I understand about your husband. This is how I'm going to approach it. Because at that point, we were on the exact same page that Archer sent. We needed to figure out how to get him to Shepherd Center with the team program. And within 24 hours, you had visited both. Well, in one day, you visited, in one day you visited both facilities in Baltimore. And then the next day or during that time period, you interviewed and talked to people down in Atlanta. And if I recall, the folks from Atlanta came up and visited, or they just did a, a consult over the telephone. And they actually sent a nurse um, to assess yeah. Archer in person. She flew in. Yeah. And um, it was through the director, the medical director, Don Leslie, whom I called the next day that I was talking with you about how you would talk to Billy to, you know, give me the green light. And then of course we needed to talk to Archer, but I also knew that if Billy, you know, was against it and, you know, there's Archer, you know, pulling out every ounce and molecule to try and stay alive. Um, it would have been helpful if his parents had been on the same page and um, I didn't want to put him in the middle of our, you know, we don't know back and forth. It was just, that would have been cruel, I thought. And that was part of our, our, our conversation. And it was part of my conversation with Billy. 
and um, that for his, in in my professional opinion, that he could he could get rehab in all of the places, go visit them, talk to them, but at the end of the day, you would know in your heart where the right place to go was. Yeah, it was um, it was really clear from that long uh, first phone call that we had these choices. And then I visited, um, and then it was with the Shepherd Center that I'd never heard of, really. I mean, a couple people actually had texted me, and when I went back for the podcast to look at what are literally, Bernadette, thousands and thousands of pages of text messages, there there were probably three different uh, friends who had said, you know, think about or call uh, the Shepherd Center, and as you know, that's just something that you can't ask a parent in crisis to do. Um, you have to like do it with them by their side mm -hmm. um, or uh, or just do it for them if they were to ask. And in this case, uh, people were doing it for by calling you, I think, on our behalf uh, because I, I had not been, been responding. But um, I, what I remember, what I want to ask you about was that Billy and I were really not um, on the same page once I had figured out with our telephone call that mm -hmm. the Shepherd Center was the right place. Like energetically, it was, it, we just had to figure out and pull out every stop we had to get him there. And Billy um, really did not want us to leave the Baltimore area. And understandably in many, many respects too. But do you, do you remember Billy's resistance? Yeah, but the, you know, it was when I, the, the, the interesting thing, and I, I think I've only spoken to Billy twice and I was seeing, you know, I know how I knew so much about your family. You were all over the Baltimore news. You were all over our media about the accident and fundraisers and everything that were going on. And Billy was the spokesperson for your family. So I was seeing him and I was hearing him and I had a very good sense of him as a father. And, um, you know, as much as you can, just listening to somebody. And um, Billy started off resistant in my phone conversation, but I felt that at the end of the call, his heart had opened up and that he was in his mind and he was willing to listen. And he would take it into consideration because he loves all of you kids dearly and he would always choose what was in the best interest it's uncomfortable as it might be so you, you know between the two of you you mean you were the power couple in baltimore and you called in favors and got tours faster than anybody i have ever seen um and by heads of departments and you went through and you did your tour in one day and then um you made your decision, and but I, I I think after the the person from Shepherd coming there and the, you, you know, I that is my it's all it's all coming back to me right now, and you again so astutely uh, described Billy beautifully. I think there was incredible resistance. Uh, Billy thinks uh, many times you can sort of lead with your intellect, and you know Archie was really smart, but Billy himself leads with his heart and he mm -hmm. he did and I 
And I remember saying that to you, like, just don't force him. I remember saying, Bernadette, yeah. don't force him. Just educate him. Educate yeah. him. And um, how his and it, heart opened. And it's not my style to force because I always, I, I remember saying to Billy, I, there's nothing in this for me. Yeah. The only thing that's in this for me is for your son and for him to do well and for him to survive and for him to get back home and go to school. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's my bottom line. And I think that was almost like, it, I don't know, maybe it's what Billy needed to hear. Um, but yeah, he, it, he needed it. I think he needed you in some ways to be authenticated again, because that's yeah. part Could of not his clue um, who I was. Right. And then when he, <laughs> when, when he learned, but I think he, that when you said we don't have, you know, a stake in this except your, your well-being. That was a yeah. huge, but much, much to your credit in knowing um, about the different facilities and then knowing about the teen program, I, I don't think it really had, had crossed either of our minds as much. And then after you and I talked about it, it was on my mind in a very large way, so I thank you for that. But I think it, it got on to Billy's radar screen in a in a quiet way with that conversation you had that Archer could benefit tremendously with peers, mm -hmm. you know, with others who had had similar experiences. When Billy told me that two of our friends had offered to pay for the transport to Atlanta, it was beyond incredible. How can people be so kind and generous? I was almost dizzy with relief. We just had to have Miss Grimes see Archer's ability to be transported. Received from Posey Vallis. Keep us posted. Sent to Joanne Quenzer, 5.52 p.m. On my way, finally. Received from Billy Sempt, 5.54. Are you getting back to Posey? I think she's waiting for a reply from you. Sent to Posey Vallis, Billy Sempt. Posey, so kind, but awkward for old Dutch. We have stuff at home. He said maybe ice cream later. Billy and I are about an hour or so behind our plan anyway. XO. Just let Dutch hang with us this evening. We can still have plenty of time to talk. We have lots of food in fridge and freezer. That is all excellent. I will be home about eight with an appetite. Received from Posey Vallis. Totally understand. We are open for anything to help. Received from Lillian Phipps Johnston. An audio of her girls singing. Happiness is finding a pencil, pizza with sausage, telling the time. Happiness is learning to whistle, tying your shoe for the very first time. Happiness is playing the drum in your own school band. And happiness is walking hand in hand. That was from your cousin Mabel in Chicago. We love you, Archer. And this is from Maud. Speak, Maud. Speak. 
Sent to Billy Sempt, 7.15 p.m., thumbs up. Sent to Lillian Phipps Johnson, 7.16 p.m., a Judy Garland in our family. Received from Billy Sempt, 7.31 p.m. Leaving now. Received from Dr. Harry Johnson, my dear friend from the Order of Malta and Baltimore, 8 o'clock p.m., a beautiful picture of Mary in a grotto. Sending love and prayers, Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. Received from Julie Sullivan, 9.06 p.m. Felice Stoller at STAT Med Evac says she spoke with you. She sent me a message, said she forgot to ask, does Archer have actalactus in the lung that will not reinflate? Is he a candidate for ECMO? Question mark. That's the message that came in. Sorry you have to respond to this stuff but I wanted to pass it along. It was extraordinary, the people who were reaching out on prayers for Archer and the almost daily phone calls I was having with Julie Sullivan, my high school friend in California, who was triaging it all. I know there are many I did not get back to, and I feel bad to this day about that. If you're listening, please forgive me. It was all so much. I appreciated how persistent this texture was. I knew she wanted to help and wanted us to use Johns Hopkins for transport, as I recall. But she was demanding a lot of information, all in the name of being of service. I know that. But it was not the direction we were headed. I was focused on the where we were going decision before the how-we-could-get-there strategy. One foot in front of the other. Received from Clement Sidnor. Oh, my gosh. It's a video from his son, Kyle, who is a little bit older than Archer, who had also been injured and is a quadriplegic and who rehabbed at the Shepherd Center. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful takes my breath away. Received from Kathy Oaken, 9.48 p.m. Thinking of you, Louise, saying prayers and good thoughts for strength and miracle healing for Archer. Had lunch with a McDonough teacher, Jan Kunkel, who loves Archer and traded recipes with him often, she said. She said she cannot wait to get back to her friends at McDonough to help with supporting efforts and at any rate, is very worried about you, girl. Hope you can find time to take care of you so you can stay strong for Archer and the whole family. Hey, I was so proud of Paula and Bill the other night. They did great. XOXO, thinking of you all the time. Let me know any way I can help. I am in awe of you and your motherhood and admire you even more than I ever did. Received from Paula Semp, 9.54 p.m. Yes, absolutely, with Dutch. Received from Bernadette Morrow, 10.04 p.m. Louise, how is Archer today and your family? Cole sent the video. He was out of town with guests. Could you confirm receipt? Thank you. Received from Roberta Bondurant, 10.44 p.m. My friend from law school days in Virginia. Louise and Bill, holding you and Archer and Pham in highest thought, 
we will make good decisions about archers we have. You are well informed and have love and wisdom guiding you. If the heavens are willing, archer safety and comfort in transport to rehab hospital, we are all with you. Archer and family, little by little, we will get there. Archer Strong. Sent to Paula Sempt at 2.32 in the morning. A family and friends update. Please post on being relational, XO. There was just so much going on. Shortly after I had sent the family and friends update to Paula to post, my phone began ringing as I fielded phone calls from some of Archer's friends. I realized they were anxious too, a couple wondering if he would return to school or even to Baltimore. Others wondering if they would even see him again. It broke my heart. It was all so new and unknown. When I interviewed Archer's friend, Jackson Morrill, about the prayer vigil at friend school, I recalled him saying something that I found really interesting about the gathering for the prayer vigil and also the experience Archer's young friends were having at this time. Here is an excerpt. Yeah, and it was still very fresh at that point. Some of the updates were coming along and, you know, I think like being there was, um, I think it was good. I think everyone needed it because I think there was a lot of people sitting on their phones reading and not like understanding how many people were there reading it, uh, reading all the updates. You know, it was powerful, but I, I distinctly remember like it being uplifting, but I remember being very scared at that point. Um, and I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway was, um, you know, it was, it was great. It was awesome. I don't know if, if I was really ready yet because I was still very, very scared and very nervous about all of it. We were all really nervous about all of it. I was learning that spinal cord injury is complicated. Billy and Dutch and I spent some time together and Billy and I talked about the possibility of going to Atlanta. Billy was still reticent about taking Archer away from his friends and school, but the possibility was materializing. We spent the evening at our dining room table going through papers, bills, and more decisions we had to make, but this time on our own. Our newsprint pages from our mediation were still sticky taped to the wall of our dining room. It had all been such a whirlwind. It was getting late and was dark, but we decided to ride our bikes back to the cove as we walked in the sand and looked out 
onto the dark ocean with the waves softly lapping the shore. And I scanned the night sky for the North Star. We both began to weep. We held hands, but just couldn't for too long. We needed our hands to wipe the seemingly endless hot tears from our faces. August 30th, 2015, day 26. Billy and I were both up early. Big day. He drove to the hospital and I went to Mass and met him at the hospital with Pete later to await our visitor. 6.30 in the morning. Received from Roberta Bondurant. Louise and Bill, holding you and Archer and Pham in highest thought, you will make good decisions today about Archer's rehab. You are well informed and have love and wisdom guiding you. If the heavens are willing, Archer's safety and comfort in transport to rehab hospital. We are all with you, Archer and family, wherever he goes. Little by little, we will get there. Archer Strong, XOXO. Sent to Dewey Sempt, 8.30 a.m. Good morning, sweetheart. How was the first night and first weekend at Loyola? XOXO. Received from Lorena Streb, one of my Women Presidents Organization's friends, 8.46 a.m. My dear friend, I know you asked for our thoughts and intentions via other methods, but as I stand at the ocean in Bethany Beach, I turn towards Kate May's direction and feel closer to you. You don't need to respond. None is expected. Just know that I'm channeling love and healing thoughts to Archer and his brave parents, especially his lion-hearted mama. Archer Strong. Quote, strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. End quote. Mahatma Gandhi. The symmetry of the energy field we create always takes my breath away. Received from Melissa Greenhouse, 847 AM. Hi, Louise. Hoping Archer and you are all okay, I emailed you a draft of the email for your book. When you have a moment, if you have a moment, take a look and let me know your thoughts. Prayers and love to you all. XOXO. Received from Billy Sempt. A picture of Archer's room, 8.56 a.m. and received from Billy Sempt at 8.56 a.m. a text picture of Dutch's school schedule. He was signed up for Spanish. Sent to Billy Sempt, 9.32 a.m. Please ask Dutch if he's open to French. Way I see it, it's exposure to the basics. It's only grade school. The language program at Cathedral has never been that great. He's already had 
Spanish, let's give them French. Basic exposure would be nice. Received from Michael Alloy, my judge friend in West Virginia, 10.15 a.m. Louise, just thinking of you and your family, and in particular, Archer, and praying for all of you with much love and prayer. Michael. Received from Tara Grimes, 10.23 a.m. I'm in the parking garage. I'll be in in about 10 minutes. Received from Billy Sempt. Too late, Ray Flowers, but I will bring some back from hospital to our Cape May house. Sent to Tara Grimes. Same here. I'm walking over the bridge. See you soon. I met Tara Grimes and wanted to hug her, but restrained myself. We all met her, and she set to work on her assessment. She asked to have time alone with Archer. Billy drove back to Cape May. Pete drove to college, and I waited outside Archer's room in the family waiting room for many hours, punctuated by my checking in on the hour each hour. It seemed like forever, but it gave me time to pray in a single pointed way, and I was so grateful. And I thought about the night before on the beach and that North Star. You'll have a chance to meet Tara Grimes from Shepherd Center, and I'll share with you excerpts of our interview in another episode. Received from Leslie Killinger Zagari, one of my UVA Theta sisters in Austin, Texas, 11.13 a.m. Dear Louise and Billy, I want you to know that on this quiet Sunday, my prayers and heart are dedicated to Archer, that he may continue to be strong, and to the two of you, that you may continue to be such amazing warriors for your beautiful son. Hugs to all, Leslie. P.S. Please do not even think of responding. Save that energy for sweet Archer. Received from Kathy Boyne, 11.44 a.m. Sounds like a roller coaster day yesterday. Let me know if you need to stay put. Received from Ellie Franklin, an old friend from Cathedral, Mom, 11.59 a.m. Just read the latest update while waiting for Mass to begin, crying, but sharing the feeling of the grace and love that connects us all. Constantly praying and happy that you know God's presence through all of this. You are an amazing mama for this lion cub. Offering this Mass for Archer. Sent to Billy Sempt, 12.05 p.m. Shepherd is a preferred provider for the insurance company. All good. She says they will be pleased because the relationship is good and already known. Received from Dewey Sempt. Both were really great. I'm having fun and my roommates are pretty cool. Ready for classes to start. Received from Will Phipps, 12.19 p.m. Louise, from a friend, quote, Will, your sister Louise, oh my gosh, 
is one of the most amazing women to grace God's green earth. I don't think I have ever heard someone so calm, collected, and aware in the face of such pain and chaos. She is a beautiful person, and God put her on this earth to be Archer's mother. I read her blogs. He was preparing Archer for this moment and his long road to a comeback by giving him Louise. She is an incredible mother. Incredible does not even describe it well enough. I am truly humbled by her. I was stunned at the pure beauty of the words of this stranger to me, friend of my brother, and that my brother had passed her text to him along to me. I would never have been able to take in such words in years past, but one of my mentors, Larry Hoover, and one of my Enneagram fellow teachers, Terry Saracino, had taught me over the years about my real worth and not the worth of my image that would deflect such kindnesses in the past. I had been given the grace and had learned to receive. I felt those words and I felt bathed in receptivity. Thank you, dear lady, fellow mother. I see your soul, and you are so beautiful and kind. Received from Will Phipps, 12.19 p.m. Please, please give anyone my phone number. I am happy to run errands, make food, help with homework, be a sitter. I'll be back in Maryland. Does a 13-year-old go to Cathedral or McDonough? This is what my friends are asking. I am currently unemployed, and Josie goes back to school next week. I really want to help. That's what she said. Please let me know where I can make a financial donation. She said that, too. Received from Wendy Wood. Oh, my gosh. My old friend from Mediators Beyond Borders out in California. My dearest Louise, Wendy here. A personal love note to you. If there's anything, anything I can do to help, just let me know. 2,000 Tibetan Buddhist monks in South India are planning prayers for Archer. I'll let you know when. He's safe. You know that. I miss you and love you. Sent to Tara Grimes. 12.50 p.m., a copy of the card of the Atlanticare Case Manager Social Services. Sent to Billy Sempt, can you please bring the Tupperware in the refrigerator of those hors d'oeuvres? We're starving. Received from Lori Gardner, oh, one of my WPO friends in South Carolina. 2.03 p.m. I am reading your powerful, heart-wrenching blog today and gathering prayers from South Carolina and beyond.
much, much love. Lori Gardner Received from Mary Catherine, 2.16 p.m. Dearest Louise, Lori Gardner sent me your cell phone, and I first want to say how deeply saddened I am that Archie has experienced a spinal cord injury. You and your family are in my thoughts and prayers constantly. While reading your journal, I felt I was back in the trauma intensive care unit with my son, Bert, September 5th, 1999. Bert was hit on I-77 in Charlotte, North Carolina by a reckless driver. He had a closed head injury and spinal fracture. The high temperature, the staff not as attentive as they should have been, and learning very fast to put together the team that will give my son the best chances possible. We are 16 years out now, and I provide case management for both spinal cord and closed head injury patients. I believe and have seen the power of prayer, and do not let anyone discourage you or Archie. I am available 24-7 by cell phone, the decision on rehab will be very important. Insurance will be a challenge, and there will be great days, and there will be days where you pray at midnight the next day will be better. Please, let your friends help you and your family. Get some rest, even if it is in the chair next to Archie. I am here for you and your family. Please call if you need to just vent or bounce your concerns or thoughts. Love to you, Louise, to you and your precious family. May the Lord hold you and your family in the palm of his hands and carry you through the journey. One minute, one hour, or day at a time. Received from Billy Sound. Traffic at mile 30. Received from John Katilik one of my grade school and high school dear buddies, 2.31 p.m. Louise, keep the faith. I know you do. Thanks for taking the time to write the Archer updates and photos. It was great to see and hear Billy speak via the news report. Archer strong. All our love. Nancy and JK. Sent to Mary Catherine, 2.42 p.m. Thank you for this. I am so sorry to hear about Bert. 1999. How is he now? Please tell me your full name. Sending love. Received from Sharon Ball, one of my mediators on the Baltimore Mediation Team, 2.44 p.m. Dear Louise, please know that my thoughts and prayers continue for you, Bill Archer, and the rest of your family. As I read your update from yesterday, I was reminded of one of my very favorite scriptures, quote, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, end quote. Philippians 4, verse 7. Much love to you all, Sharon. Received from Mary Catherine. Oh, Louise, I am sorry. This is Mary Catherine Bagnall. I am in Lori's WPO chapter. 
you might not remember, but we had dinner together in New Orleans many years ago. Bert has come a long way. Beat the odds, and so will you, Archie and your family. Received from McLean Cover, one of Billy's best friends growing up in Baltimore, now in Boston, August 30th, 2.46 p.m. Louise, your updates are as compelling as they are heartbreaking. We sense the immense courage in Archer, in you, Billy, and the whole family. We are thinking of you always and praying for better days, healthier days, pain-free days for Archer, for you and Billy, all. We send you all the love we can muster from our family and our friends. McLean, Tenny, Eliza, and Alec. Received from Billy Sempt, 2.55 p.m. We are here. Do you want to come out and have Dutch jump in the car with you, or should we come in? Received from Don Silverman. Oh, my goodness. A former divorce client. She had become a nurse. 3.19 p.m. I'm so sorry that Archer is in pain. I'm sure that makes it even more difficult. The point of the talc is to create an inflammatory response so that his lung will adhere to the pleura and not collapse. It is that inflammatory response that hurts so badly. He could always transfer to shock trauma while he has so many issues and then transfer to Shepherd for his rehab. I know they are poised to take him if you want. Deb Stein, the neurotrauma director at Shepherd, is phenomenal. I just don't want you there with a team at Atlanticare that feels they can't do anymore. We'll figure it out, getting him out. Received from Emily Day Whitworth, one of my UVA Theta sisters in Connecticut. 3.20 p.m. Louise, I know you are receiving so much information when all you need now is for Archer to survive. But a few of my sisters who have experience with Shepard in Atlanta wanted me to make sure you knew about this as a possible option. They can even send a consultant to Atlantic City to help you figure out your next steps, what will be best for Archer. This is what they do. We are all still praying daily for Archer and for all of you to have the strength needed to get through each day. Love from my whole family. Keep writing. And she sent the Shepherd website. Received from Mac McGee, my cousin in Mississippi. 4.23 p.m. We had this verse in church today. I thought about you, Billy, Arch, and the rest of the family. Colossians 1, verses 11 to 12. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Mac. 
sent to Mac McGee, 5.10 p.m. Thank you, Mac. Sent to Emily Day Whitworth, 5.14 p.m. Thank you, Emily. Between us, we met with the Shepherd Consultant for the day with Archer. Send in love. Received from Felice Stoller, 5.17 p.m. Good evening. I hope this brief text finds you well with Archer having a better day. I shared our conversation with Elise and she sends her love and prayers. Please stay in touch when you are able and please enjoy the convenience of our house at the shore. Did you receive my email with the details about the house? Sent to Don Silverman, 523 p.m. Agreed. Between us and admission staff from Shepherd just spent the day with us. Their trauma unit is internal part of their program. We're waiting on Archer's body to see if it's a go. I could feel the movement happening. We were not going to be at Atlantic Care much longer. I felt it. I knew it was happening. It did feel like we were coming out of the darkness and being shown the light again. I was filled with gratitude and I was beaming hope. It also felt like a big team effort. I said to Tara Grimes, we have a new North Star. I think she understood what I meant. You know too what it is like when you feel you are moving in the right direction. It is so good. It is exhilarating. And while we didn't have an answer yet, because it depended on whether Archer's body would be strong enough to go, I walked out of the hospital that late afternoon and I looked up in the big blue sky. And I asked God, please guide us. And while it was hotter than Hades in late August in Atlantic City, New Jersey, I felt God. And I looked back up into the sky and I felt the light of the North Star. Ever since I was a little girl, I was always looking for the North Star and I look for it most nights. I am at the beach. It is the epicenter of God's universe in the Northern Hemisphere. But it was a hot sunny day and it was not in sight, but I knew it was there. And I knew it was shining a path to the Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia. As Dutch and I drove out of town, headed back to Baltimore, the sun gleamed off the billboards. And I said to Dutch, Oh, Dutchy, let's say a Hail Mary together and ask Mother Mary to please throw your loving arms around Archer and help his body heal enough to get out of Atlantic City. Our North Star is sending us south. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life 
is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Blink of an Eye story. You may continue listening this Saturday to the Season 2 Trauma Healing Learnings that accompany this story at Trauma Healing Learning Episode 19, The New North Star. Or on Facebook, Instagram at Blink of an Eye Pod. Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about Blink of an Eye podcast. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation. I See That is a multidisciplinary nonprofit that provides tangible support, trauma healing education, and advocacy for those experiencing crisis or trauma. To donate, please visit www.icthat.org. That's the letters I-C-T-H-A-T dot O-R-G. Every dollar counts.